hate meetings. Nobody likes meetings. Love people that hate meetings. Hi, and welcome to Meeting Minutes, the podcast about meetings. I'm Yaniv. And I'm Matan. And we are the co-founders of SyncUp, where our mission is to eliminate pointless meetings. So back in July, a company called Shopify launched a meeting cost calculator for internal use. And they did a big media splash about it. Major media outlets covered it. And a bunch of people sent us the link and asking us what do we think about it. We think it's very interesting. And this is today's episode. So, Matan, why do you think they did it? Well, it's obvious that uh, if they developed such a tool, it means they have some problems with too many meetings or bloated meetings in their company. And by... Placing the price tag for each meeting in front of the meeting organizers, they are hoping to cut down on the numbers of meetings or the number of people they invite to it. And if you think about it, the, the, the costs really pile up very quickly. If you want to invite a meeting for, let's say, five or six people recurring every week for one hour, it could come up to $15,000 a year just for this meeting. And if we think how much work we need to go through to improve any type of expense, The ease with which we can just invite a meeting that spends ten or fifteen thousand dollars is maybe too easy. So putting the price tag in front of the faces is something quite aggressive, but it is relevant to to make it apparent. Wow, that's some quick math there. Uh, do you have access to the meeting cost calculator? How did you calculate uh, all these uh, translations? So I took some average there. Let's say an hour of work is about fifty dollars an hour. Let's make it nice and round. Say we invite a meeting of six people, the organizer plus five, which is still a reasonable uh, size for a meeting. So that means that just one instance, we get to $300. Now we're saying a weekly recurring meeting. We have 52 weeks in a year, some holidays. So let's round again to 50 and we get to $15,000, more or less, give and take. Uh, that's not accounting for time getting to the meeting, after the meeting and so on. Uh, but that's quite some big numbers. Okay, so this is a pretty basic calculation. By the way, it means that probably anyone can do the meeting cost calculator. And it also means, so I, I saw in one of the articles that they claim to have reduced the amount of time spent in meetings by 322,000 hours. So that comes to $15 million saved annually, according to that calculation. And if we run some more numbers, they have about 15,000 employees in Shopify. So they spend $300 million in meetings annually in total. So that, those are some crazy numbers and should probably give Uh, more companies motivation to improve on that so I think what happened in recent years is that it became too easy to invite new meetings and too easy to invite new meetings with many people would you agree yes I agree it's, it's really too easy for me to invite a meeting and incur a cost of 10 or fifteen thousand dollars for my company to could make me under 30 seconds and I think in that sense, Adding any amount of friction, whether it's showing you a cost figure for the meeting or making you wait 30 seconds after you add every person, uh, makes it uh, a valuable addition to the process. But if I'm looking at what is the real penalty of, of these meetings, 
it's not the cost of having them, but rather the lack of outcomes. And I think the lack of outcomes is highly correlated with the fact that those meetings are extra bloated, with it being too easy to invite people, we have too many people in the meeting. So if I think about it, there are many people in companies where most of their job is to have meetings. So saying have less meetings is not necessarily like the right way to go or, or uh, smaller meetings. What we are really missing is the output from, from these meetings. And in a sense, there is some correlation between the size of the meeting and the lack of output, right? So it's, it's my empirical experience where like the meeting is too big, then usually no decisions are made and there are no action items. So actually bloated meetings are more of a symptom. It's a symptom of a meeting that wasn't designed well. And meetings that start with a good purpose, a clear goal, and a, a clear way to achieve that goal, they tend not to get bloated. And if I'm inviting a meeting and I'm not really sure about what I want to achieve, then I may invite too many people because I, I'm lacking the focus to, to decide who needs to be there and who doesn't. I think by this stage, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If we don't know what the meeting is about and then you invite a lot of people to it, then the chance of actually coming to any useful conclusions is very low. Even if during the meeting you find something you want to discuss or is important due to having so many voices or trying to get to a consensus, the chance of actually making any meaningful decision is very low. And actually come to think about it, when I'm invited to a meeting when I see there are too many people, I'm, I'm already disengaged even before setting foot in the room. Yeah, this is, uh, I guess, the experience of anyone who attended a big meeting. Uh, usually they're very, very disengaging. That is, in a sense, another problem altogether because employee engagement is a problem, right? It's a problem for the employees, but it's also a problem for the organization. And at scale, this could lead to, to many issues uh, HR-wise, right? So... Um, when you have a big meeting, it leads to low engagement of uh, the, the employees attending the meeting. And one reason for that is just the simple math. If you take the number of minutes divided by the number of participants, you can calculate how much time each per person can talk. And if that amount is very small, then it's very likely that that person will not be engaged. And then another issue is the larger the size of the meeting, the more compromises you have to make on content to basically account for the lowest common denominator. So if there is one person who is not up to speed, then everyone has to wait for him to get up to speed uh, or just lose him in the process and kind of not get him up to speed. But then why did we even invite him in the first place, right? So I think uh, we're kind of approaching the end of uh, of the episode, uh, but I want to kind of leave you with, uh, if your company wants to create a real change in, in their meeting culture and the meeting effectiveness and productivity, Matan, what do you think will be a good place to start? Would you start with the cost calculator? Yes, if it's, you know, if it's something that's easy to implement, uh, it doesn't cost you much time, then why not go ahead with it? But if we think if we really wanna make a change, then it's, you need more than that. Uh, meeting culture is part of the company's culture. And I think we need a bigger effort 
in order to instill a better meeting culture. And then I would start in one of two places. Um, one would be, let's try to identify meetings before they happen, and then try to alert the organizers that their meetings are likely to be not as successful, maybe alert for too many people or lack of context and so on. Or the other would be, let's try to take it from, from the end of the meeting, try to get some ratings for the meeting, get, collect feedback, see if the participants feel the meeting is effective or not, and from there try to get something to improve the meetings. So basically focus on output rather than input. This is a, a very good advice for a lot of things in life and specifically in work. So this is the end of uh, the episode today. Thank you for listening in. If you like the podcast, uh, make sure to subscribe, like it, leave us a comment, what you thought, and be back for more.